is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed to have the gifted speaker, Annie McHugh. Annie is a, a Catholic speaker who spoke at the Maryland Catholic Women's Conference recently. She studied theology and pastoral ministry and media studies at Catholic University, and that's where she met her husband. She and her husband are youth ministers at two Catholic parishes in Rockville, and they talk about life and love through family and marriage called Mike and Annie Talks. So just a great blessing having Annie here with us. Welcome today, Annie. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for having me and for offering me this interview. And what a great blessing. Since it's around Thanksgiving, the topic for tonight is Be Grateful, How Our Catholic Faith Inspires Us to Gratitude. So I thought it very appropriate in our first segment, we're going to talk about the importance of gratitude and, and modeling it, witnessing it. What does that mean and how do we do it? the necessity of it. And then the second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about gratitude in difficult times or difficult experiences. So let's begin with the first, be grateful. Annie, tell me more about why you think gratitude is so important, but especially in these days. Yes. First of all, I'm grateful for the chance to have had a chance to pray and think about this topic so much. And what struck me firstly is that the human's response to God really is gratitude. There's like a tug at our hearts and we we know that there's something outside of ourselves to be grateful for. Gratitude is seems to be a pretty universal emotion or, or thing that we experience. And I was thinking, you know, we're never thankful to ourselves. Thankfulness always is directed to the other. And anytime that we're directed to the other, then we're opened up to an encounter with God. And so the first response of humanity really is to be grateful to God for all that he has given us. And since he has given us everything that we are and everything that we have, then the only proper response to that is to thank him in return. And it's such a beautiful thing that every year we have a reminder of that at at the holiday of Thanksgiving. And not only, it shouldn't only be at Thanksgiving that we are grateful. This should be something that we're cultivating every day of our lives, and some days it's easier to do that than others, for sure. Mm-hmm. It is fascinating. I remember taking some trips out west, and we'd go to the mountains and see just the beautiful lakes and the mountains and the stars. And I remember also hearing there were fewer people practicing uh, faith out there, or in terms of the Christian faith. And I remember thinking, like, how can you see this beauty and not point, see God's creation and not think about the Creator? And I remember just being kind of stunned by that. Uh, what's yes. your experience of, of of just these type of things? You know, it's so beautiful as a mom of five kids. I've gotten to see in my children this idea of wonder and mm-hmm. praise of the Creator. How it it seems innate in them, and now they're learning about their faith right as they're growing up. Their faith and the ABCs they're learning hand in hand, but it really seems to be innate in the children 
to wonder and marvel at creation. In fact, we went for a hike just the other day, and we're looking at these beautiful Mm -hmm. fall leaves, and the kids were like, Mom, can you believe anyone would think that God doesn't exist? Like, (laughs) God made such beautiful things, and this is my young children who had that reaction without me feeding it to them. That's just what kind of welled up in them. So I think as long as it isn't stifled, as long as it doesn't just become... Well, everything in in creation is just something to be observed and collected as data and just mm-hmm. kind of boiled down into its scientific elements, instead seen as the great works of art that it is, then mm-hmm. that wonder at, at the beauty of creation does naturally lead us to the creator. And then mm-hmm. in turn to thank him for that gift, because he didn't have to make our world so beautiful, and he did. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that's another layer of gratitude for all the beauty that he gives to us. I remember just, you can't but see a, a sunset and be just overwhelmed by by the beauty. It's 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 one of, it's almost like one of the proofs for God that, but it's not just about proofs. It's it's his way of loving us. And that's, mm-hmm. it's just that's kind right. of a game changer. It's like spend time. And I remember my spiritual director saying, spend time in creation, just go outside, mm-hmm. spend time in God's creation and whatever that looks like. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned about, you know, the proof proof of the existence of God. That's another thing that struck me, praying with this idea of gratitude and thanksgiving to God, that the fact that we thank him is such proof for him. I've heard so many neat stories or several stories of people who converted to the faith. They were atheist or agnostic, and they had a near-death experience or a loved one who nearly died and then and then didn't. And what welled up in them was thank you. And then they started to reflect on that. Well, thank who? You know, <laughs> who am right. I thanking right now? And just that question opened them up to God and so set them on a journey to conversion and to belief. So that's so neat that God can use gratitude as a window into the soul and as a way to start us out on our path towards him. Mm-hmm. Would you say that, trying to understand it, is, is gratitude just something that's it's a grace to be grateful is it you know grumbling seems more natural probably because of our fallen nature can you speak to that that experience that human experience of of just that that struggle between you know the temptation just to complain about what's not happening versus just being grateful for things of course yes so you're you're right it does seem we always have to be if we're if we're trying to cultivate something good in our lives like gratitude then we have to be aware of what might come to try and steal that gratitude from us and steal peace and joy from us. And grumbling is certainly one of the enemies to Mm -hmm. gratitude. And it's almost, it seems in our culture that grumbling is not just accepted, but kind of in vogue. You kind of want to have something to complain about. You want Uh to feel offended. You want to even, it's almost like a badge of honor to complain about how busy you are. I'm so busy all the time. I can't believe. And and so just to be aware of that and on guard against that. So either you can say, oh, I'm so busy. My life is so hard. Or you can say, I'm so busy. Thank God that I have all these wonderful activities I get to be a part of. Thank God that my life is so full and that I am able to um, experience these these many different things. Um, And I think especially with parenting, (laughs) it, it can be easy to to grumble about the difficulties of the day in and day out and the mundane and the even if you think you're doing everything right as a parent but then your children are willful and have you know <laughs> are they disobedient and it can be so easy to grumble about parenthood mm-hmm. but no one then would be attracted to the vocation 
to marriage, right? So I think it's a fine line between being realistic about the struggles of living the Christian life and falling mm-hmm. into grumbling. And there's a fine line there. And I think gratitude is what keeps us on that line. So mm-hmm. gratitude doesn't mean I say everything is perfect. It means I say even on the worst days, when my head hits the pillow, my response is the same. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of my life. And thank you for all the joys and the struggles that my family went through today. And I would imagine this is similar for a parish priest, right? You know, it can be easy to fall into grumbling. You know, oh, it would be so easy to be the pastor if it weren't for those parishioners all the time. Or or for my brother priest I'm living with. Or, or whatever it is, it can be so easy to fall into grumbling and to instead say, yeah, it's not, life is not easy. Living my Christian vocation is not easy. But thank God for it. And thank God for the opportunity in those difficult moments to stretch and to become a more patient person, to become a more charitable and loving person. Or if I don't allow them to stretch me, those difficult moments to stretch me into a more patient and charitable person, thank God for my shortcomings so that I can remember that that any good that I do is dependent on him and it's all grace. And any of my shortcomings are a, a beautiful lesson in humility as well. <laughs> My sister and my brother-in-law had a beautiful practice that at the end of the night with the children, they would, you know, God bless mommy and daddy, and then go around all the children's names. And then they always had had to say something they're grateful for. And they were like, thank you for playing with trucks. Thank you for going to McDonald's, whatever it was. You know, it was like the cutest thing that each person had to go around and say something they're grateful for. I remember thinking like, Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful practice. It's like an added next step, but as adults or even as children, that when we include daily gratefulness, in our life, it does. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it, it does even asking God to help us. Lord, can you remind me of things I can thank you for today? It it changes mm-hmm. the tone of a day. Yes, yes, and then that in turn changes the tone of a life, right? Because mm-hmm. day in and day out, if that's what we're cultivating, then suddenly we find, oh wow! Instead of my initial reaction to hardship being grumbling, suddenly it's gratitude. Well, mm-hmm. well, now our our whole way of perceiving our life's experiences has changed, and. We do that with our kids, too. After we pray, we have to say something that we're sorry for from the day and something that we're grateful for. And Mm -hmm. it's not just the kids who do it, but it's mom and dad do it, too. Uh And then they are hearing. They're hearing Mm -hmm. that prayer from us as well. And it is cute when they almost always, they always thank God for their littlest brother, and they call him their little (laughs) clown. (laughs) The little clown. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, We are blessed to have Annie McHugh with us. Uh, We're talking about gratefulness, be grateful, how our Catholic faith inspires us is gratitude. We'll be back in a moment for our second segment where we'll look into being grateful in difficult times. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. We'll be right back. have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests served for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. 
Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. Every child enters the world with limitless potential. Potential of mind. Potential of body. Potential of spirit. If there was only a place where that potential could be nurtured and challenged every day, where the limits of greatness, once unseen, could now be within reach. Catholic Schools Rise Above. With inviting surroundings, complete independence, and an unmatched quality of life, Mercy Ridge is the unparalleled choice for your retirement lifestyle. It's a way of living that promotes an active, healthier life. Located in Timonium, Maryland, Mercy Ridge Continuing Care Retirement Community features a beautifully landscaped 32-acre campus. The grounds, dining, and recreational amenities and residences are designed to provide a gracious lifestyle and a variety of exciting activities. Visit MercyRidge.com. The Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan, a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed to have Annie McHugh with us. Annie McHugh is a Catholic speaker. She studied theology at Catholic University. She and her husband are youth ministers in the Rockville, Maryland area. And we are blessed to have her around the topic of gratitude. Be grateful. Our Catholic faith inspires us to gratitude. In the first segment, we talked about the the importance of gratitude and and living it out in our life. But the second segment, we want to focus a little bit more on being grateful through difficult times. Annie, can you share what's your different experiences you've had with that and how you can encourage others to be grateful even during the, the difficult times? Of course. So suffering how can we be grateful when we're in the midst of suffering? And I think this is where a more natural tendency, or not natural but universal tendency of humanity becomes supernatural then. Because the only way, if we are going through real suffering, that we can be truly grateful is is by grace, is by the grace of God. And I saw this happen really profoundly in my own life. Two years ago, my son was born beginning of December, and He was a healthy little newborn, and we brought him home, and everything was great. It was Advent. We're moving up towards Christmas, and the day before Christmas Eve, I noticed that he was having trouble nursing. He was chest was moving really quickly. He was having trouble breathing, and it it was not normal. So I took him to the doctor, and they sent us right to the emergency room. We found out that he had RSV, which is a respiratory virus. So at 20 days old, my little baby was admitted into the hospital with me, and this was Christmas Eve. So once he was hooked up to oxygen, he was able to to eat again, and things started moving in a really great direction. But the doctor said, we're going to need to keep you for at least a few days. So, of course, the next day is Christmas. And I woke up on Christmas morning, and I have four older children, so I knew 
they were all at home. So I woke up Christmas morning and, and I was thinking, oh, I wish I were with my four bigger kids. They're all opening their gifts right now and I can't see it. And watching that through a video a phone just does not do it justice. So mm-hmm. I was starting to feel, and those grumbling rumblings were happening. Oh, this is terrible. How can we be suffering? And everything was so good before. And why is my little baby suffering? And then truly grace and the Holy Spirit like washed over me. And I had this intense feeling of gratitude followed by an intense feeling of peace. Gratitude that if I had been at home with all the others in the midst of the chaos of Christmas morning, it would have been beautiful mm-hmm. and wonderful, but I wouldn't have really even looked at my newborn baby much. He would have just Aww, been snuggled up on right. me. And I would have been <laughs> looking at everyone else and seeing what they mm-hmm. were doing. And instead, God gave me the gift of looking at my little newborn baby all Christmas Day. I got to Aww. hold him and cuddle him and just spend that one-on-one time with him. When you're the fifth kid, that one-on-one time is a little <laughs> far between. So. <laughs> just a change of perspective took what could have been a really sad and just gloomy day to be an overwhelming sense of peace. And then God just kept spilling his generosity out on us. My husband had been really sad that he didn't fix a special Christmas dinner for the kids. and He just made mac and cheese. So I texted some friends and I thought one would get back to me. Well, five of them got back to me and he ended up with five Christmas dinners. <laughs> So God is just so generous with us when we have the eyes to see it. I would say that was one of our family's big sufferings and struggles. And even in the midst of that, we were just overwhelmed with peace and gratitude for the outpouring of support that we had and and the chance to just savor our children. Wonderful. And that sounds like a Christmas. You'll never forget that. And that'll be shared moments throughout your life when you come back to say I was with you, and it was just the two of us in the hospital. Of As difficult as it is, it was a beautiful grace for that, that time that you'll remember and be able to share the rest of your life with him. That's beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I recognized, too, that there were other children in that hospital whose diagnosis was unknown, who didn't know how long mm-hmm. they would have to be there or whether or not they would make it home. And I was so grateful for the fact that I knew what was bothering my son and I knew we knew how to treat it and we knew how to get him better and get him home. And I also will never look at Christmas and take Christmas for granted in the same way again because I was reminded of the great suffering of so many others in that hospital. Yeah, just really praying for them and for anyone who is going entering into the holiday season with any kind of unknown any kind of really heavy cross that they have to carry. I thank God all the time for my little crosses. I know, <laughs> you know, someday he may give me heavier ones, but for now, thank you, mm-hmm. Lord, for my That's for true. my little crosses. How about in the case of uncertainty? I mean, some people in the areas of jobs, maybe they don't have jobs, or they might be losing jobs, or just things about uncertainty. It could be questionable health issues, or... I mean, what do we do with that? What what advice would you have or have you seen that can just, you can really encourage someone, especially in times of uncertainty? Yeah, I think the discernment of God's will in those moments, even if something tragic or unknown is happening, just to be on the lookout for where God is working in the midst of that. And mm-hmm. maybe it's another opportunity that he's opening up that never would have even considered before, but... In, in the case of like a lost job, I actually have a friend that this happened to. It turned out to be a blessing because that sent him on a different path. But actually he realizes now, like, of course, it's what God had wanted him to do. And now, does it always work out that cut and dry? Not necessarily. But the grateful heart, I think, is fostered by 
discerning where you can see God's will at work, his providence at work, even when things are really hard. Mm-hmm. I like that image to strive for a grateful heart with, I think of Mary's song, the Magnificat, my soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The Almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. Just that it's a song of praise, but her life would have been filled with challenges and uncertainty. And she certainly would have had the sorrowful mysteries, not just in the future, but also just in her life and, and the mystery of God and God's presence with us. And in all those times, it certainly can be encouraging. Just the word that I am with you. Those words from the Lord can be very encouraging and freeing. Yes, and I am so glad that Mary struggled. When I first became a mom and I was struggling, I would think, but I was starting to think, Mary, you only had one kid and he was perfect. And so, like, of right. course, it was easy for you to be a mom. Here I am with five little kids and they're all young. And it was so much easier for you. But then, then I delved into, well, no, Mary's life was pretty hard. Thank God her life was hard because if it had all been a bed of roses, that wouldn't have been relatable to any of us, right? So mm-hmm. I have a good friend. She has a great devotion to the seven sorrows of the Blessed yes. Mother because her child was stillborn at 30, oh. uh, I'm sorry, at 40 weeks. Her, her fully, oh. yes, she, she delivered her baby yeah. and she mm-hmm. has a great devotion to the seven sorrows of Mary. And she said, without that, she doesn't know what she would have done. Without those sorrows to meditate on every single day, she does not Mm -hmm. know where she would be or where the rest of her family would be. So crazy to think, thank you, God, for the sorrows of your mother. You know, when you say that sentence, Mm -hmm. it sounds funny. But if you really think about that, yes, thank you that you suffered, that your mother suffered. So when we suffer, we know we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And you also, you work in, in youth ministry, so you're working with teenagers. And sometimes teenagers can not think a lot about other people except for themselves. I mean, they're going through a lot of changes and they're growing up and everything's the, you know, the biggest thing in the whole world. Do you have any kind of advice for those working with teenagers or parents or grandparents to help them to help encourage and instill uh, gratitude in their hearts? Yes. So as I mentioned at the beginning, gratitude takes you outside of yourself, right? And a great temptation for teenagers is to just kind of close in on themselves and their own thoughts and and their own screen, whatever screen, (laughs) that phone in their hands. Mm -hmm. And we notice in recent years how much our our teenagers have just become addicted to their phones. And so what we've tried to do through youth ministry is to um, put those away and then for us to see them. They go through life so often like with their heads down, literally like looking at their screens. And mm-hmm. teenagers' stats are showing that they're more depressed than they've ever been. They're feeling more lonely than they've ever been. And mm-hmm. all of it, the data traces back to the in- invention of the smartphone. So mm-hmm. I think a way to break them out of that is to give them a digital detox. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. Be with the people in the room. And I see you. I think that's a a beautiful place to start with a teenager is for the adult in their life or whoever is trying to reach out to them to see them and have them look up and look you in the eye. Because when you're looking at a screen, you're not looking at someone's eyes. You're not seeing their smile. You're not really engaging with who the person is. And so that's been the first way that we try to draw teenagers out of themselves and then bring them to Jesus. And bring them to silence, sitting with him in silence in Eucharistic Mm -hmm. adoration. In the restlessness and the noise, the digital noise, there's no peace, right? Mm -hmm. There's no inner joy. And so to break them out of that and, and invite them to something more. But then what happens is 
you get these wonderful young people. Teenagers get such a bad rap, but I am telling you, I have met some of the best young people in the whole world. They are on mm-hmm. fire for Jesus, and they are so grateful. And they'll always say, oh, Mike and Annie, we're so grateful to you guys. But that, in turn, makes us so grateful to God because we know that on our own, our ministries would not be effective. They would fall mm-hmm. into utter chaos, and we would have to go find a job in the secular world. But <laughs> through God's, God's grace, like we have been able to keep doing this, and we've been able to see what's so neat is young people who have now grown up. We've gone to a whole bunch of weddings of young people who came through our youth ministry, and then they come to talk to us about natural family planning and childbirth and all mm-hmm. those other things. So it's become this whole life ministry that we are so blessed to be a part of. But it all starts with... <laughs> seeing them and helping them to break out of their little bubble that they may have been living in. Mm-hmm. Well, wonderful. Well, we have been blessed to be able to have this conversation, Annie, on gratitude and and may many blessings, grateful for this conversation, may it bless many others. It would be very grateful in the ultimate Thanksgiving, the Eucharist at Mass, and, and really uh, know that gift. So thank you for joining us today, Annie. Yes, may God bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. May God bless you. I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests serve for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. You're probably not getting much church news in your daily newspaper or on your local TV station. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. There are so many ways to stay in touch with the Catholic Review. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Catholic Review Media will inspire, teach, inform, and engage you wherever your faith takes you. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.